When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last ball of the game. Chapman swings, misses, so too does Wade, and the ball goes down to the boundary for four runs. Was it an inside edge? Yep. buys. It was, was an it? inside edge. So I think Chapman will uh, get four runs to his name. New Zealand fall a long way short of the required standard in this game, in this series, particularly in Auckland. Australia flexing over the last two games. It was tight in game one, not so in games two and here in game three. Australia defending a Duckworth Lewis Stern target of 126 off 10 overs, reducing New Zealand to 98 for the loss of three in the Kubota scoreboard. Well, that's Daniel McCarty, of course, the voice of uh, our captain of our cricket commentary team here on SESN. The skipper joins us now. And uh, Daniel, thanks for joining us. I, d- I detected there almost an element of, I won't say depression, but a, 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 an element of doubt, I think, about our T20 side going forward on those two performances. Oh, without question. Good morning to you, Smithy. Wellington was a, a roaring laugh, wasn't it? It was a wonderful game. Uh, both sides fronted. New Zealand's top order, uh, in particular Conway and Ravindra, in their only sighting with the bat in the series, both getting 60s. New Zealand probably should have won that game, absolutely should have won that game. I think Australia needed 44 off 15. You'd like to think you'd get over the line if that's the case, Smithy. But uh, the common theme, um, missed opportunities. I, I think New Zealand took 18 wickets over the series but would have dropped, what, 12, 13 chances. Um, that sort mm. of beggars belief, really. Uh, they dropped all sorts of catches. Um, and, and that was probably the most uh, puzzling and, and most frustrating thing, I, I'm sure, for, for all New Zealand cricket fans as well. Because if you create that many chances, it means the bowling's going all right. Uh, and I think the bowling is going all right. We've got wonderful stocks, fast bowlers. Uh, the spinners, yep, they were targeted to, to short boundaries, especially at uh, Eden Park and, and uh, also uh, Sky Stadium, which is short square. But there's lots of questions about the batting. Yeah, it's the haves and haves nots. Australia have a whole heap of power. New Zealand sort of looked timid in comparison. We did. Okay, we did not have Williamson. We did not have Mitchell, Henry or mm-hmm. Conway and uh, for the last two. And theoretically, they'll be in our starting 11. But Australia yesterday had no Marsh, no Hazelwood, no Cummins, no Water, exactly. no Stoyness. And, and that, that and uh, I say that balances out there for me. Let's look, at, let's look at the top of the batting order. I know he's exciting. I know... Uh, he can take really good attacks apart on his day. But Finn Allen's success rate, I'm talking about how often he actually comes off, to me is still a concern. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, the two numbers that stick out for me uh, in this three-game set against Australia, as far as Finn Allen is concerned, the strike rate 150. That's excellent. That's what you want from him. But he faced 32 balls the whole series. Um, uh, he, he needs to figure out a way to uh, make sure he is here for longer. He is that type of player. He's just got such raw ability that no one's going to curb his scoring rate, but he, he needs to find a way 
where he's not batting just inside the, uh, the power play, but he's going well beyond it. And th- th- this is a player now who's, what, played 40-odd T20 internationals? Um, he was brilliant against Pakistan, but it was a step up against Australia. And uh, those are the teams that uh, you need to find a way against, especially uh, with a a T20 World Cup. But 32 balls in a three-match series, it's just not enough, isn't it, Smithy? It's just not enough. No, it's not. It's not. If If you compare him to, what, Travis Head, if you compare him to... Oh, anyone around the world who just seems to come off more often. That's the thing that that, uh, that frightens me about putting so much on him, putting so much on him time after time. The other thing that uh, worries me, um, Seifert hasn't appeared to come on. And Phillips and Chapman, I, I was watching yesterday and listening and I, I, as well, uh, listening to you guys as we tend to do these days. I couldn't work out what they're trying to do there in that run chase. And there was five consecutive balls where Phillips just missed it outside off stump. What was happening there? Yeah, it was very odd. It takes a leg stump uh, line, and, and the Australians, as you tend to do at those smaller grounds, and I had a good chat to Sodi about this ahead of game number three, that you, you really want to challenge that wide line outside of off stump. You, you want them uh, to hit in those areas uh, because of, of the short boundaries in particular straight. And the Australians executed. It's a really good bowling attack. Um, and, you know, when you can bring in Spencer Johnson, who looks like an absolute um, rips and order of a, of a prospect. I know he's 28 years of age. But, yeah, I don't know if Phillips was getting his line wrong. The, the balance wasn't there. He, he cut a very dejected figure. And, I, and I, the one sort of image I'll, I'll remember is, I think after the fourth one of those five you're talking about, he sort of just dropped the bat on the ground and had his arms crossed like a, you know, a bit like my son when he asked for chocolate and I say no. Um, it, 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 was, it, it, was, it was not a great look, um, and he really did cut a frustrated figure. And so too Mark Chapman. You know, Mark Chapman was what nominated for the ICC T20 Player of the Year last year, but unfortunately in this series, you know, maybe he was one or two spots too high. He, he's generally uh, to, there to finish innings, but w- when you're coming in with plenty of overs uh, to spare and extra balls um, available to you. Um, yeah, he maybe was just a, a fraction exposed there too. So I think I, I asked Braces this uh, yesterday. It's like, do you think Gary's dead answered any questions or has he got more? Um, and, and Braces felt, hey, he must be feeling very good about the bowling. But I, he's got lo- lots of questions about the batting lineup. Um, yeah. So what? Allen, Conway, Williamson, Mitchell, Phillips, what? At five? Who fills the six? Seven Boyd, uh, Michael Bracewell. I'd love to see him come back. Yeah, will be a, a Wellington, a Wellington boy. But his genuine power and off-spin ability in the West Indies w- w- would be would be a welcome addition because it does seem in that that middle order when you compare it to what the Australians have and didn't have. Uh, you're so right to point out the guys who weren't there. Uh, it does seem like there is quite a distance between the two sides. When someone like Matthew Short comes in, absolutely looks like a a stellar player. You know, over 500 runs in the big bash. He can bowl on the power play with his off breaks. Gee, those Australians have got so much depth. There's going to be some fine cricketers not going to the World Cup for them. Okay, I'll I'll come back to where I think the problem is overall for us, right? Overall. And I'm not sure what the answer is, but you might have one. But I I need to ask you too. uh, I mean, Seifert to me is is just, he's given opportunities here, there, and sort of not very often, but... It looks a little bit like a, a Brendan Bracewell mini me, uh, Brendan Bracewell, uh, Brendan McCullum uh, mini me 
uh, all the time to me. I just I close my eyes and open it. I think here's this um, a brilliant little right-handed batsman who keeps wickets and it just where's 43? Baz was 42. I keep thinking, who am I watching here? Um, but I'd like to see Tim Seifert be Tim Seifert. Yeah, that, 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 that's a very fair point. This is a guy's got over well over 50 T20 internationals, so he's not someone you're blooding. This this is a player who really should be blossoming. Um, he should be in the peak of his powers. Uh, but but he 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 really struggled against Spencer Johnson, who you know cut him in two mm. first ball. He was tried to hook one, missed, then tried to hook one and got about a third the way through it and got caught at extra cover. That's all you need to know. Getting caught at extra cover playing a hook stroke. Um, but I, I'm not sure he fits in. Uh, hence why Devin Conway took the gloves. But we all know Devin Conway has has a history of hand problems. And now, what are we? Uh, are we very worried that he's not going to be available for the test on Thursday? I think all of us need to take a, a big, deep breath there. So, with that lack of power or power missing in certain parts, you're sort of forced to to, to play uh, Cyphered or or Conway. So that's all part of the the calculus that uh, I, I haven't yet come to to the conclusion on. I know you, you said the bowling was, was really cool, uh, but my next question is about a couple of veterans. Where are we with Tim Southey and Trent Bolt, who got cannoned in both the games he played? Tim Southey couldn't um, handle it in the last over in Wellington. I, I just wonder where where are we? Um, I'm, I know we're the, at the, are we further than the twilight, I guess I'm saying. Well, uh, I, I think we've been aware that this is coming over the last couple of years. Uh, two things that uh, may, maybe stand out for me looking further down the road. I, I think conditions in the West Indies might suit Tim Southey more so than the wickets we saw at Wellington and Auckland, which were full of pace and bounce, uh, which the, the, the Australians just ex- exploited with, you know, accuracy and anger and precision, uh, he, he's not going to do that, is he? Uh, he? He relies on his dial and, and swing, so maybe the West Indies would suit him there. He's got so much sort of, you know, goodwill on that side. I, I'd be quite surprised if, if he doesn't go. But Trent Bolt, yeah, he, he really got targeted. There was a couple of Eden Park boundary top edges going for six, and he's probably thinking, why did I come back from the UAE to play, play at Eden Park? But uh, you, you look at that first over yesterday against Travis Head, Trent Bolt swings it, goes past the outside edge on a couple of occasions, but then Head adjusts, hits him for three straight fours, and then a six and a four. So I think Bolt conceded five boundaries, four fours and a six in a row, and that is alarming. You, you look at, what did Australia get in game two? I think 74 in the power play. Mm. You know, you, you can't afford, you can't give sides like that such a start, and I think they got 67 yesterday. So, uh, yeah. Um, absolutely, um, there's some questions over who m- might take the, the first over or two. But those those, those others, Ferguson, Sears, um, uh, I, I thought they were excellent. excellent. Adam Milne's numbers don't look great, but I, I thought he bowled a little bit better. Um, it was a little bit unlucky. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, maybe Bolt. Well, I don't think you're going to see Bolt and Saudi play, put it that way. Okay, interesting. Now, I'll go back to the point I was going to raise. Uh, you, you keep seeing these guys, and you talk about these guys emerging all of a sudden in your shorts and, uh, you know, and uh, Johnsons. and the, It's the BBL. It, it's the BBL which produces uh, this pipeline that they have. Seen it myself, uh, called it myself. I've seen mm. the talent that they've got there, which we just can't emulate here. Uh, 
will we ever be able to in our Super Smash? I, I guess that's what... Are we going to produce stuff out of our Super Smash? Well, do we need more Black Caps playing in it to, to, yep. to increase the level? Uh, we're not going to get that. Scott Wienick told us uh, on the first day of the test in our lunchtime interview that they, they see the Super Smash as a developmental league um, as far as helping sort of foster the next start Black Caps. It might be working for them. I, I don't know if that sort of then limits um, opportunities for New Zealand cricketers to get picked up by other leagues. I don't know how other leagues would look at it. Maybe if New Zealand cricket's treating it as a developmental league, uh, leagues around the world might, might view it the same, might be detrimental to their chance to, to go further afield and broaden their skills. But you know, I, I, I look back at the New Zealand A series against Australia. I, I know there was no T20 series. It was a first-class game and a one-day game, and we performed ever so well. <laughs> but but, but they've been able to sharpen their arrows um, in the time since. And uh, it, it did, did look like there was quite a difference in class of the next tier down. And it seems to me, once more New Zealand will head into a World Cup, everything needs to sort of break their way as far as fitness is concerned. You know, they'll probably have to, to, to rely on 12, 13 players when, when someone like Australia is de- definitely going to use all 15. I... I really don't think, uh, and it's an easy in hindsight, I, 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 I'm not sure about playing Conway in that series, but it's, it's done, it's, dust, it's done and dusted. Uh, I just don't know uh, what he was going to get out of that. I, I, I just want to see someone working very hard with Devin Conway because uh, we need him to be so good. Now, uh, what are we hearing about this, this finger injury? Anything, any, was it precautionary that he missed out? Uh, are we worried about the prospects of him opening up on, what, Thursday morning? Well, well, I'm worried. Um, this is a guy who hurt his hand once punching his bat, didn't he? So that, that mm. tells me that, that they're pretty fragile, they're pretty brittle. It, it was, you know, brave of him to return from hospital after he was cleared of a fracture. I understand it was particularly swollen, but yet he chucked on the pads and gloves and helmet. He, you know, he's a great team man and, and was obviously prepared to go out, but common sense prevailed. The game was so far gone that you know, not even Devin Conway batting at number 11 coming out was going to turn that around. So um, hopefully we can get a, you know, a little bit more of information in the next day or two as, as both the t- sides switch into test mode and we start hearing from the camp. Uh, because there has been the odd sign. I, I'm not getting carried away with that 60. Uh, completely different form of the game, isn't it, Smithy? But there were some lovely sort of cover drives. The feet were starting to move. I wouldn't say they're completely sort of on, you know, what Bootsy Edgar would tell you, you know, on the railway track going forward and back. Uh, but, but there were a couple of nice strokes in that second innings against South Africa before. Unfortunately, you know, he missed a straight one, hitting halfway up middle, and then goes for review. And, and that's what, that sort of story in itself tells me of a player who's, you know, the head's not in the right position, things just aren't working. And, you know, if New Zealand are to, to win their first test against Australia in New Zealand since... I think uh, your mate Chill Blaine was flicking it down to fine leg uh, yeah. in 1992. Devin Conway's a huge part of that at, at the basin. Um, uh, he, he, needs, he needs a significant contribution if New Zealand are to, to put themselves in a winning position. Right. Uh, let's also look at the, the makeup of our side now. Yeah. Okay, let's presume the that real, he's fit. The real so <laughs> yes, uh, the, we presume he and Latham. Latham's got runs again uh, in the final of the Ford Trophy. It's a good sign. Um, so, uh, good sign for him. Uh, we we know Kane's at three. 
Uh, I'm assuming Ravindra will be fit. There's another issue there. Uh, at four, Mitchell will be back, I'm assuming, um, after all this uh, time off. So he'd be, but how much cricket has he played? So he's at five. Then what? Then what? That's the interesting thing. Do we have a, do we go Blundell and out of form Blundell um, at six? And, or do we go six specialist batsmen, putting Young in there and go Blundell at seven? Well, they're a loyal bunch. They, they, they tend to stick to what they know and what has served them well in their minds. Uh, that's Blundell at six and Phillips at seven. But when do you pay respect to the opposition? Uh, against South Africa is one thing. Uh, that, that was a, a first-class attack. Uh, I, I think Mareki bowled a few balls over 130. I, I think you'll be very lucky to see any deliveries under 130k from this uh, outstanding Australian side. And just look at how Josh Hazelwood and Pat Cummins sort of adjusted back into life in T20 cricket in that, that second game. You know, New Zealand were 27 for three in the power play. Josh Hazelwood was just absolutely magnificent. So, and I think we pondered this and talked about it a lot on, on the last day of that test in Hamilton. Do you go with uh, your best six batsmen uh, up top? And Will Young has to be in that consideration. He's, he's looked pretty tidy when he's coming. He's technically very correct. Uh, so I, I, think, I think they have to consider bolstering uh, that batting as much as possible. But they'll probably think that the, the Phillips to Will Young, it, it's pretty close as far as batting, and they tend to like a, going a bob each way and having Phillips maybe as an off-spin uh, off option. Uh, I tend to think at, at Wellington, it's a new ball wicket. Seamers tend to get the bulk of the wickets. Uh, so I, I still find it hard, hard to fathom um, uh, a specialist spinner playing. Um, so four quicks and maybe Phillips and Ravindra to, to, to offer you something there is what they would go. But I think they need to seriously consider Will Young at six. I, I do too. I, I, I would just do that. that. That's what Australia will do. Um, okay, a couple of those guys batting in the, the top six uh, can bowl uh, Marsh and Green. But w w what we're saying is they're there because they're six specialist batsmen with test hundreds against their name and proven. And their wicketkeeper, Alex Carey, who could probably bat in the top six. Uh, anyway, uh, bats at seven. That is their formula. And for goodness sake, it seems to work pretty well. Anyway, well, uh, we shall as, see. It uh, has, been for as, yeah. has been for as long as I can remember, as long as I've watched Australian cricket. In a lot of ways, they sort of challenge you to a first innings game, don't they, Smith? That's right. Mm. Here's mm. our best six. We're going to score as many runs in the first innings. And can you handle it? Um, how often have they, especially at home, won the toss, batted, and by lunch, the series is almost over? Um, uh, that, that, that's the confidence for which they sort of show in the makeup of their lineup. Granted, they do have something we don't um, a, a world class spinner, one that has been backed and backed, been told he can bowl and bowl, and guess what? He's turned into an absolute beaut. Mm. That is the conundrum. And it, it doesn't seem to be um, that solvable that quickly. Anyway, uh, you rest those uh, those vocal cords because you've had a busy uh, three to four days. And uh, we'll see you uh, bright and early on Thursday morning, Captain. And uh, we'll uh, await your instructions. I can't wait. It's going to be an absolute cracker, isn't it, Smithy? And yeah. hopefully New Zealand can, can elevate themselves. Um, you know, in front of a full house at the Basin Reserve. Uh, news, you know, this. New Zealand fans are desperate for success against the Australians. And, you know, they've got a chance to make themselves sort of heroes in the minute.
They could be heroes. You're absolutely right. That brings up another question, but I'll save it for another day. 9.26, <laughs> and Daniel McCarty, the captain of our team, uh, will be front and centre. We'll be alongside of him on Thursday morning at the Basin Reserve bright and early. Uh, we'll see you there. Cheers, uh, Captain. Daniel McCarty there. Uh, thank you very much uh, for him this morning. We'll take a short break. Uh, but on the way to the break, we're uh, asking you for your calls now. 0800 You heard that from Daniel McCarty. Do you, uh, can you um, sort of poo-poo some of those concerns? Oh, look, I, I, I can't. I can't really. I, I have to agree with them across the board. Um, I, I, we, we are using a barometer, which is the highest barometer. That's the Australian team. Uh, but to win a World Championship or a World Cup, you're probably going to have to beat them at some point. We did in the last World Cup. We did. We knocked them over. Uh, Finn Allen was on fire against Mitchell Stark early, and we set it up and put them under pressure from the get-go, and they never recovered. It was outstanding. Conway getting 90. It's getting me excited even thinking about that. But uh, what, what, I, what I will say is that we just looked. We just looked well off the pace at certain times. Other thing to talk about, Super Rugby. Uh, was it what you wanted it to be? What about this mouth guard situation? Oh, I haven't done a lot of research on it, I'll be perfectly honest. Make me better informed. 0800 150811. Thanks very much in advance. We'll be back shortly.